Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Houston, we have a sports problem. Stone LeBanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Oh man, just one of those moments when life intersects sports. Tragedy on the launch pad yesterday in Cape Canaveral. And I'm such a dope. I'm like, hey, a rocket's not going to the moon. How can I apply it to the show? Does that make me a nerd? Does that make me a science nerd? Theo, Hmm. your ruling is what? This is not your first planetary um, <laughs> like comparison uh-huh. comparison to sports. My, so I would say my yeah. expedition, maybe you could say. Yeah, because no. I think we did the one thing the the, the dark oh, the, matter, the yeah, dark matter. No, thing. it was the um, it was the the thing that creates dark matter. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. The circular yeah, the black hole thing. Yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. This is yeah, a, a recurring theme. On it meant so much to me that uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> it's the uh, that the cylinder, the the, the cylinder that's out in Europe. Yeah, but it. Yeah, it like they're trying to come up with the evidence of of the Big Bang yeah. and and how the universe was formed. Uh, you're right. We did. I forgot we did do yeah. a topic. I was here for that. that one. So this tracks. This tracks. I am a gigantic nerd. Ken Levick alive on a Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right next to the baking hot and kind of stinky today, Intracoastal. Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He is my radio partner, my life partner in radio, and he runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. You see him on your TV, you hear him on your radio, or on your free ESPN app Monday and Tuesday here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, are you aware... Uh, that we were supposed to send a uh, a rocket to the moon yesterday, Theo. Of course not, man. I was uh, yesterday playing when I did get home from work, which was a long day, uh, doing some football preview stuff. Right. I got home, and I was playing Madden while my fiancé was showing me the finale to Love Island USA. So... <laughs> I was a little, uh, uh-huh. you know, a little distracted mm-hmm. from what was going on By at the Cape way, Canaveral. Heard, uh, heard Madden's a little glitchy. It's terrible. Oh, really? it's terrible. Yeah. I saw it today. I saw someone uh, who had recorded them themselves playing the new Madden. Yeah. And it's like the 49ers, and you see the offensive line, and in front of them is just like a wall. <laughs> like, like literally a white wall. What is happening there? There's all kind of stuff that happens this year. Like a couple times when you start a game, you'll be in practice uniforms, like quarterback <laughs> in a red jersey and all. Like I saw um, one where where it was a scrum and guys are hitting one another for like two minutes, yeah, and fifteen seconds. That, or or when that, you get that tackled, happens, though. No, 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 no. Not in the way that Madden has it happen. Or or like what happened to me a few days ago. Um, I tackle the you know I'm playing against the computer, <laughs> the AI. I tackle him. He hits the ground and everything, rolls over, gets up, and then runs for a freaking touchdown. Well, and and the, they never blew a day. Well, that's because Theo probably stinks at the game. And, <laughs> yeah, the, and, no. the, and the people that are and the people that I are tackle. posting the people that are posting things to Twitter, they're not that good at the game. 
So they're trying to find an audience, someone to vent to. Do and, and you have stock in yeah, EA? What is EA wrong? No, I'm just going off of somebody who says that you know Twitter's full of degenerate trolls. It's a cesspool, but now you're it buying is. into that man's glitch. You know, they're just scrubs posting videos on Twitter because they can't or, tackle somebody and bring them to the ground. I think like a scrub. Or EA <laughs> sucks like they have for the past decade. They have Maybe. no competition, so they can just mail it in all the yeah. time. They've they've cornered the market, and they're just half-assing the entire enterprise. <laughs> we need to talk to the Congress because they're over <laughs> here coming at Facebook. Yeah. Hey, this this <laughs> is something that is absolutely <laughs> killing our society, this ripping at the fabric of American life. Because think about it, they're always coming at these monopolies like you know Facebook and then Google and mm-hmm. you know Microsoft. They're coming down on them, but where are they when it comes to EA? Because they literally have a monopoly on. Good point. NFL where, uh, but, simulation games, <laughs> and they're screwing us. But uh, where are the complaints? They're right here. They're all literally over the complaining. Place. I mean, right they're literally complaining right now on a top fifty market radio. Yes. There's bigger problems. The Artemis launch did not was not successful. <laughs> yeah, neither was Madden 23's launch. So uh, that's <laughs> see, yeah, it, yes, see, that was a failed launch. Yes, the newest Madden has not taken off. No, my God, I work with professionals. Mm-hmm. Stone. If you, in case you missed it yesterday, Artemis 1, what is it, Ken? Oh, well, it's a rocket. It was supposed to go to the moon, supposed to circle the moon, 42 days. It's supposed to simulate uh, to dummies that are not actual human dummies, but like dummies, crash test dummies with sensors in them. Bots. What bots, sure. What the conditions are going to be like for actual humans when we, as planned, eventually go back to the moon. Mm. Yesterday was a momentous day. Media was out in force. NASA was ready to launch. But unfortunately, right before takeoff yesterday, right before they fired the engines, there were problems. There were leaks. There were cracks, Mm. as reported by CNN. We don't know the full scope, and we're trying to figure out right now. I'm not trying to figure this out. About 91 NASA engineers are trying to figure out if this is a few-day delay or if this is perhaps longer. We've got a backup launch attempt on Friday, a third attempt on Monday, if this is something that they can fix on the launch pad. But if it's not something that they can fix on the launch pad, then they're going to have to roll it all the way back to the vertical assembly building, which takes about three days. Uh, You're looking at a much longer delay there. So we are awaiting a press conference likely uh, later today at some point from NASA to walk us through what exactly went wrong and how quickly they think that they can fix it. So September 2nd is the next time they can possibly launch this thing if they get it fixed, okay? Mm. Uh, Does this and does that news report pique your interest at all in Artemis 1 and uh, America trying to get back to the moon, Theo? What interested me about that report was that the reporter cleared up for us that it wasn't her working (laughs) on trying to figure out how to relaunch uh-huh. the thing. She was like, well, it's not me. It's out of mine. Yeah. Hey, great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure it out, but not really. I'm just, like, yeah, we, we understood what you were saying. You're trying to figure it out from the people that are figuring it out. But uh, that was Stone, I'm getting the sense that Theo is not one that is dazzled by the wonders of our universe. I, I'm starting to get that as well. Yeah. I yeah. think he's, I think he, he, he doesn't quite understand just how perfect a situation we're in, how life could possibly exist, how expansive the universe is. It's, it's he doesn't a, care. It's a good call because when we're focused on our future, you know, the betterment of society, mm-hmm. he's on the couch, I would assume, with a box of Cheetos or, or Cheez-Its next to him. Pistachios. Pistachios. Why did he complain about Matt? Come on! We'll tackle him <laughs> with an Xbox controller. So, you know, I think there's just a, yeah, there's a different interest here. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. You know, priorities. Everybody has different priorities. 
priorities. You got to control what you can control. And I can ah. use my Xbox controller. That's true. To get my That's guys true. to tackle the damn guy, but then Madden lets him get up and run for a touchdown. It was Cooper Cup, by the way. Forget him. What is more? Actually, what is more vital? What is more vital to our society right now? Launching Artemis One to the Moon or figuring out the glitches in Madden? Undoubtedly Madden. 888-760-3776. What is more pertinent right now to fixing what ails humanity? Artemis One to the Moon or Madden and its glitches? More people would be satisfied if you... Because think about it. Even if this rocket goes up for like... A couple days longer than Tom Brady's retirement or whatever. <laughs> like, what are you going to gain from that in your personal life? Ken? I mean, maybe, just maybe, four generations down the road, we can colonize the moon. And uh, once this planet eventually dies, uh, more Levicas can survive and but, thrive. But you'll never know that. That's <laughs> true. So I mean, it's a good point. I'm going to be very dead. But I'll know if the glitches get solved today. I'm talking about <laughs> like, let's attack the problems right in front of our faces. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just you're right. You're right. You know. You, he doesn't. He he's not going to let his mind wonder about the universe. He wants immediate action. That's fine. Yeah. I, I just I, I I look at the stars and I wonder. My God, what else could be up there? Theo looks at his TV and goes, "Damn it, blow the whistle!" <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care about the generations that come after him. No. Right? Like we're thinking about when we die, our family's no. going to have families, our kids are going to have kids yeah. and whatnot. No, he doesn't cares care about, about that. If, if, if T.J. Watt gets credit for the tackle in Madden. Right. Yeah, especially right. if it's a TFL because one more <laughs> TFL with T.J. Watt, then he has his X-Factor lit up. Now I'm in the backfield every play. I mean, these are the things that that matter to me on a day-to-day basis. Uh, let's, not, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. So, so in, in recognition of the failure of Artemis 1 to take off yesterday and go to the moon, I was wondering, how can I apply this to sports? This is interesting. What? extremely loose connection can I make between NASA and sports? And here's what I've come up with. What in your mind was a sure thing in sports that failed to take off? And let me explain. It could be a player. It could be a coach. It could be a sports innovation. It could be a piece of sports technology. It could be a concept. Something that you thought in sports was going to be a sure thing, and it just never got off the ground. Like... Artemis 1, going to the moon. What in your mind was a sure thing in sports that failed to take off? And I've talked about this before, Stone. You weren't old enough to see it. I'm not even sure Theo was old enough to see it. But the glowing puck on Fox. The Fox Tracks glowing puck. I thought, 13-year-old me, I thought this thing was a home run. Because I watch TV, I see the puck. It's interesting. It's kind of fun. It's different colors based on how hard the puck is 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 shot at the net. Uh, it was to me a great innovation, and within two years, it was gone because the traditionalists didn't like it. That never took off, and I thought that this was a concept and innovation that was going to revolutionize not only how we watch sports, because if you can do it with a puck. Surely you can do it with a football. Surely you can do it with a baseball. I'd like to see. I'd like. There are many home runs that I don't see until they actually land in the crowd. I'd like to see the ball in the air sailing into the crowd. I thought you could have a glowing baseball like the glowing puck, and it never quite happened. That to me is the most notable. The Fox Tracks puck, only lasting two years, it never took off. That is the sure thing sports thing that I thought was going to revolutionize sports. 
and it never did. And then sure enough, we had a first down line a couple of years after that, and that, a line, a line, an animated line is what revolutionized how we watch football and not a glowing football. Yeah, the the puck, you know, you had brought it up recently, and I wanted to see it, and you had showed me Mm -hmm. on YouTube. It's badass, right? It it is pretty badass because when I watch a hockey game, I only react when I see the crowd react. So I always have to make sure I have the volume up because I can never see the puck go into the net. So mm. when the crowd jumps, you're, or you hear, yeah. you're waiting for guys to react in the crowd to go, go so, so it's, crazy. It's 2022, and I am a hockey fan somewhat, so like I watch, and I still don't know when they score. So right. I think there's a problem, and the glowing puck fixes that problem. Exactly. I, yeah. Soccer, you don't have that problem. Want to know why? Because the ball is is fairly large, and it's white, and you can see it go in the goal. Mm-hmm. No need for a glowing soccer ball. And guess what they do if it's snowing in England or in Russia, and they're playing soccer? They make the ball orange so everybody can see it. But in hockey, in hockey, a little tiny black puck, it's hard. It's extremely hard. Yeah. But but that that died. That failed. And it was a very sad thing. What about and, and, and one more for me. I talked myself into this. I thought Johnny Menzel was going to be a sure thing. Wow. And I respect that from you. I don't know, man. That's a bad take. A <laughs> well, sure now thing it is. is. Of course it well, is. No, now. no, no. Yeah. A sure I, thing is, is a ridiculous thing I to think about. I talked myself a into him. He was going to revolutionize the NFL. He was my Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson actually came. Yeah, but he wasn't. He was. You, I just don't. Did, did you think that it was hard for defenses to scheme up against him mm-hmm. and, and kind of figure out some Absolutely, of the courts of his game? Absolutely, because he was so unconventional. Yeah, man, he beat, beat mm-hmm. Alabama. Like, yeah, arm, almost did it twice. He might have been the first one to you know start bringing arm angles into effect with the quarterbacks and stuff. He was doing a lot of things that guys weren't doing at the time. So I don't. I know. And he was say. cocky as hell. Oh yeah. Love that dude. Oh yeah. He Love was. that dude. He was. He so also I, just couldn't stay off the drugs. <laughs> Part of his, well, uh, I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> I thought well, he just had an underage drinking problem. I didn't realize it had spanned into other areas. And also, wasn't he like 5'9"? Yeah, but come on. 5'11". Finally, we yeah, need, that means he was five nine. We need <laughs> short dude representation outside of the running back position in the NFL, and I thought he was going to bring a new era. Well, and the, subsequently, you're right, it was a bad take. I'm ashamed of it. Take. But I talked myself at the time into him being a sure thing. How could Johnny football, how could, how could he be bad? Now, he got no favors seeing drafted by the Browns. That, no, that didn't help. That didn't got help. no favors. That did not help. in retrospect, I failed miserably. Yeah. Just like him. There you go. Well, at least you guys have something you can uh, share in common. Right. Uh, for me, personally, uh, I mean, this past offseason when the Los Angeles Lakers traded for Russell Westbrook, I was no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh no, I, I was. <laughs> Are you serious? I was excited. No, no, I was just kidding. I no. thought it was over. No, 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 no. I thought they that should was... shut down the league and give them the trophy already. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> ridiculous. No, um, no, I think we've seen enough of Russell <laughs> yeah. Westbrook. Uh, no. <laughs> but for me, for real, for real, this is something that really shook me in the. I think it was the 2010 offseason leading into the 2011 season for the NFL, when again we already knew what the Philadelphia Eagles could be. Oh. And they had Andy Reid as a head uh-huh. coach, and they had Michael Vick, and you brought in Vince, Vince Young, Young and Namdi Asunwa, and I think they already had Dominique yeah. Rogers. So you thought that was shut down the league? And Vince Young was like, I think they had Sean McCoy. Vin, I, I need to see. I need to see some of these names. And he but called like, them the Dream Team. Vince Young said, "We're the Dream Team." And remember, I'm from Texas. I'm living in Houston at this time, and we all know what Vince Young meant to anybody that's from the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, it was he was like close to being a god. I mean, he won the national championship for UT. He was amazing. He won the Heisman. He was, or did he win the Heisman? He lost the Heisman and beat Reggie Bush in the national championship game. That's what it was. But he was just like a god in Texas and even in high school football. 
So to see him go to the Eagles to back up Mike Vick, to be part of this dream team, we all thought it was over with. And then they started off like 1-5, and five, yeah. finished the season 8-8. Eight and eight, And um, that's when I learned that free agency is not maybe the way to build teams in the NFL. And then the Rams – Won a Super Bowl off yeah. of free agency. Yeah, they did. Well, at least, but they had at least they traded for Matt Stafford. And also, they had <laughs> just been in a Super Bowl. It's not like they were like from nothing true. to something. The That's Eagles made true. like eight huge moves that offseason to build this quote unquote dream team. As many moves as they had wins <laughs> that year. <laughs> a move per win. Yeah. yeah. So the 2011 Eagles, the dream team that uh, was more like a nightmare. That was my big blow. That's a good one. What in your mind was a sure thing in sports that failed to take off? Like Artemis won. The Dream Team Eagles. That's a good one. For mm. me, it's the Fox Tracks Puck and Johnny Manziel. <laughs> Johnny Manziel. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not proud of it, okay? Yeah, but there's a lot of people who also thought he was going to pan out. No. <laughs> no, there weren't. Was yes. he like a second-round pick or like late first? Uh, no, uh, first-round pick, thank it, you very much. Yeah. It was like late first, though, right? Yeah, like 27. Like, like he fell a little bit, but then... Get money. So an NFL organization decided to draft him in the first an round. An NFL organization, you're using that term very... Well, they also, an NFL organization also decided to draft Tim Tebow in the first round, That's too. That's right. So. But we're talking about the Browns here. Yeah. Like, you're saying NFL organization. And, I mean, you know, when we mentioned Tim Tebow, let's, you know, mention that he's a playoff winning quarterback oh, at that place because we always have of, to. of first round, we were talking about the Manti Teo documentary. And by the way, ever since we had, <laughs> we started it, when we talked about Manti Teo <laughs> last Tuesday, we started it with, we feel so bad for yeah. And then proceeded to absolutely (laughs) flame him for 40 minutes on the show. I have seen only people showing sympathy to Manti Teo since. I feel like we're just terrible people. We're we're the bad guys. But in that documentary, when they go through Manti Teo, he he thought he was going to get drafted in the first round. And it's name after name that he doesn't get picked. And it gets to uh, the number seven pick in the 2013 NFL draft. The Miami Dolphins take Dion Jordan. I was like, I had a visceral reaction. So, yeah, there are some miserable, miserable first-round <laughs> There picks. are a few names in that draft oh, that I remember being like, God. oh, God, oh, yeah. God. Holy Lord. Yeah. What in your mind was a sure thing in sports that failed to take off? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Let's start off with our man Ernesto in Boyden. What's up, Ernesto? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Um, you know what? You you hit you hit the one in the head that really uh, my generation was that puck. Yeah, that puck was kind of. You know, I, I'm being honest. Yeah, dude, that was just like uh, Stone said. That was the only reaction would be by crowd or by seeing the puck in the net. But that puck when rolled, you would man. see it on TV, dude. That was the when they made when they did that. I said, that's it. It's gonna be. And I thought it was gonna be on all sports from now on. It'll be like the, it'll be on the baseball, it'll be on the football. Right. Like I thought it was gonna be everywhere on the TV screen. I was seeing, you know, every every sport you being highlighted by some red something, any whatever they're doing. It's, and, it's highlighted. And, and think it about it everywhere. now. Think about it now, Ernesto. Like, did you? And and it was the hockey traditionalists who said this isn't good enough, and so Fox got rid oh, of it. Oh, they hated it. But they hated it. Think they, about they this though. That, baseball, right. baseball is the sport where traditionalists run roughshod over the game. They hate innovation. They hate any different thought. But think about it now. Every major national TV baseball broadcast has 
the strike zone and has a stat cast. And even during the World Series and all of that, I can't even – it's amazing. Like, hockey shut down their innovation. Major League Baseball that hates innovation. Now you can't watch a game without different dots and numbers and things popping up all over your screen. Hey, hey, I got a message for uh, Dorsey. Hey, Dorsey, you heard that message that uh, he sent to his old teammates? He wants somebody. He wants that first game. He's talking about Baker. He really wants oh, yeah. that first game. Oh, we're going to get to Baker. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure why you're bringing this up because I have no association with the Browns nor the Panthers. That's I just don't understand why I'm involved in this. Oh, because you put your hands all over it, buddy. You said goodbye oh. to your old girlfriend. That's why. <laughs> <You did not. laughs> Ernesto, appreciate the call. Oh, we'll get to Baker. Yes, yeah. Baker's starting to get back to cocky, Baker. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, I, I just he is putting a lot of pressure on himself. <laughs> why is he doing? He that man cannot stop. Yeah. What is the thing in your mind that was a sure thing in sports and it just failed to take off? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Beautiful Boca Raton is where we find Daniel. What's up, Daniel? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Good, man. Listen, uh, I hate saying this living in South Florida, but the one that I thought for sure was a sure thing not one, not two, but we had up to like uh. seven rings we were supposed to bring here to the Miami Heat when LeBron got down here. <laughs> mm. And uh, yeah, we we won a couple, but uh, what was the uh, what, what happened there? So you so you <laughs> you got the two rings, but you felt unsatisfied at the end of that entire thing. Well, in the in you know you sit there. You first off, you went up against the Dallas team that was you know should have smoked them. Bad Dirk, and then who who else? I mean, JJ yeah, Barea shut down. down LeBron. That one hurt. Yeah. That one hurt. Yeah, and and so then you you got that, and then what after you? Know, we did get our we did get our W's there, but uh, it I thought we were going to have a a lot more. Yeah, I did think that LeBron was going to stay longer than four years, and I blame all of this on LeBron. And Daniel, appreciate the call. By the way, LeBron, anytime, anytime you want to take out the full page out of the Miami Herald, the Sun Sentinel, and the Palm Beach Post to thank the fans that stood by you as you became the villain of uh, the entire sports landscape in America, Mm. we'll take it. Waiting. It's only been nine years. Maybe someday, LeBron, right? I'd rather a full page to apologize for 2011. That's what I would rather. I'd like that. Now, I don't care about him thanking the fans. I just want him to apologize for the heartache that he gave us in 2011 because that was miserable watching. What if the Heat draft Bronny? Would you be happy? You, like, know, his, his little, you know he's dictating where Bronny goes, yeah. and it ain't going to be the Heat. His little gift to us? The Heat drafted Shabazz Napier because of because LeBron. Because of LeBron. And, and then LeBron just said, I'm out of here. I'm going to yeah, Cleveland. They'll never draft another player no. in order to they track LeBron again. They will never take a recommendation yeah. from LeBron James <laughs> again. What in your mind was a sure thing in sports that failed to take off? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. Social media, we got them lined up. Phones, we got them lined up. Jump in. We'll take your calls and your social media. When we return, we are flying on a Tuesday. Well, at least better than Artemis 1, mm. which didn't get off the ground. Mm. You're horrible! Sorry, NASA. That's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 12. He hates space. I'm Ken Lavica. That's Stone Labanowitz. We're live and we love exploring on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oklahoma head coach Brett Venables is doing a press conference right now in Norman ahead of their opening. Who, who is Oklahoma playing? I'm trying to... 
Uh, they got UTEP. Ooh. Mm. Conference USA. UTEP on the road about to take a beat. I wonder how many fire extinguishers are in Norman right now in preparation for this UTEP game. Well, this is this is the thing. You mentioned that. I Every time Brent Venable speaks <laughs> or anytime I see him, and this is the well-respected former defensive coordinator at Oklahoma, former defensive coordinator at Clemson, national championship winner, getting a shot, returning home to Oklahoma. Heroes welcome to take over a program after they were abandoned by Lincoln Riley. But he has ruined it for me. I want him to succeed, but every time I see him or hear him, I go back to Big 12 media days and whatever this was, trying to explain how ready he and his team were for the season. It's been just like you would expect. The fire hose is fully inserted uh, in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going, and so... Blowing and going. <laughs> the fire hose is not going in. So it's not just inserted; it's fully it's inserted. Yeah, fully inserted in yeah. my mouth. What does that look like? And he's blowing and going. <laughs> and he's just a blowing and going. Blowing and going. Can't so stop him. This is like for me. If if Brett Venables doesn't work at Oklahoma, I'm always going to point to the Big Twelve media days mm. before he even coached a game where the downfall began because he was blowing and going. Because <laughs> I don't understand it maybe i'm just too non-country maybe everybody in the country says yep hey wake up kiddo time to blow and go <laughs> yeah i really think that has to be it i think it is i don't think that press. has no, to be it don't. Don't. You, what me- do you, mean? you mentioned recruits right like if recruits know that he if said if i was this- your recruit and i heard brent venable say that i'd say dad let's go <laughs> let's go look else. at uh, not, let's go look at texas not if you're timmy from kansas whose dad <laughs> coached him in pop warner and said man you guys are slow it's time to blow and go. Let's go. Get off your ass. Like then you like that kind Nobody of stuff. Says and that. Yeah, at what they, point does your, they do? At what point does your dad tell you to fully insert the fire hose? <laughs> like, wait, wait, Dad, I can't blow and go yet. I, I haven't fully <laughs> inserted the fire hose. It's only partially inserted. And you know how this well, goes. Then you don't have enough <laughs> on your plate. <laughs> hey, what in God's name is Brett Venables talking about? There's a certain crowd for it. Uh, what in your mind was a sure thing in sports that failed to take off? Brent Artemis one, NASA's rocket wouldn't go to the moon. If 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 Brent Venables doesn't take off, yeah. it's going to be because there was too much blowing and going <laughs> and fire hoses. What in your mind was a sure thing in sports that failed to take off? So far, we've got the Fox Tracks puck. We've got the big three not winning seven titles for the Heat. We've got the dream team Philadelphia Eagles. What in your mind was a sure thing in sports that failed to take off? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter is open at KLV at 1063. Back to the phones we go. It's Joe and Jupiter on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Joe. Good afternoon, y'all. First of all, uh, 888-760-3776. I'm telling you. For your you. cowboy calls. <laughs> Bring it on up. What's Lord. up? I will actually go... I will actually go back to the 90s Cowboys when uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson, I, I mean, we could have won four out of five or six out of seven Super Bowls. And the the, the, the departure of him with between him and Jerry Jones, that's, that, that was a pretty much a pretty big disappointment. Uh, it's, it's going back a lot of years, but what do you think? You, you Let me people. hear from the Cowboys fans. <laughs> hey, hey, Go first ahead. of What's all, up? I'm still here. Joe, Joe and Jupiter Live uh, is starting his Cowboys <laughs> edition of the show today on this Tuesday. Some of you people 
are so, so greedy. Like Daniel Lamboca, who's like, where's where's my seven championships for the big three? You, Joe, you guys were tops in the NFL. Jimmy Johnson won those titles. You were a dynasty, and still it wasn't good enough for you. What is the mindset here, Joe? Well, that was a long time ago, but he, we could have won a lot more. That's, I mean, Troy Aitman could say that. We, we just... The, the interaction between him and Jerry Jones just didn't happen. It it it, it failed, and otherwise, uh, you know, uh, Troy will tell you we could have won two to three more championships. I'm I'm very happy in my 20s to to witness those. Those those were great years, and it's been 27 years since. But uh, you know, it's just you know, I I just think we could have done better, and you know, we're always going to expect that now because of what we have witnessed. Now, there's people that are younger, way younger than me that don't even know how that feels. And I feel for them. Just know, we're coming back. We're coming back. Ain't it- All right, Joe. <laughs> started giving the number yeah, again. Joe, thank you. I appreciate the call. Uh, Joe and Jupiter Live uh, will resume next Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Leo and Riviera Beach, he tweets, I personally thought and still think Brady Quinn would have been a great quarterback for the Dolphins if we drafted him instead of Ted Ginn. I don't know, man. It, it, going to Cam Cameron, that had all the earmarks of just devastating that dude's abilities in his rookie year and him never bouncing back from that. Mm. I don't know. Like, it's a nice thought because that whole Cam Cameron era, the one year was a debacle, including the draft. But you can't tell me that Brady Quinn would have been thumbs up A-OK after that first year and all the nonsense that was that 2007 Dolphins team. No Brady Quinn. way. I mean, Brady Quinn. Is that how deep we're going? I mean, yeah, I mean, again, same as Johnny Manziel. Like, people thought Brady Quinn was going dude, to be he, successful. I mean, coming out of Notre Dame. He's uh, highly touted. Absolutely. They they should have beaten Matt Leinart mm-hmm. and Reggie Bush and that USC team on a cloudy November afternoon in South Bend. Maybe I have too much hindsight because I don't, I don't remember believing in Brady Quinn either. But then again, I, I kind of believed in Jamarcus Russell. I mean, that's worse than Brady I mean, Quinn or Johnny Manziel. You can't get on me for Johnny Manziel right. when you believed in Jamarcus Russell. Worse I mean, than both. Wait, how does he rip me <laughs> I mean, and keep that under wraps? I mean, at least I'm being open and honest with you right Eventually, now. Eventually, I just put it out there. You needed to be coerced <laughs> to give us Jamarcus Russell. I mean, Jamarcus Russell had a big arm. He was a huge and dude he had with a big a arm. Big old. <laughs> well, his belly didn't get bigger yeah, until the, that's true. until he started uh, leaning a little too hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that, Emphasis on the lean. That was yeah, yeah that was yeah. a problem in and of itself. Things got a little but, purple on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. Yeah, yeah. It a did. little hazy. Yeah, it got hazy. He just wrote a Players Tribune thing, so it was a tell-all. He did, I think and I actually feel problems, bad for yeah. talking about his. Because uh, there were problems that <laughs> had him. Let, let's just not lie. We we don't feel bad, okay? Because we thought we felt bad for. I feel kind of bad. I feel well. Jamarcus Russell has a real but like Jamarcus Russell owns it. He's been on podcast and he's owned it, so it's cool. He has owned it, and that's the thing, though. Like, uh, I, just because you feel badly for someone, like when we talked about Manti Teo yeah. and with Jamarcus Russell, it's not like they're not to blame in some capacity. That's true. Yeah, Jamarcus no, he... Russell has owned it. Manti Teo like, kind of owned it, but like Manti Teo had a lot to do with being way, way too daft yeah. to understand what was happening. Yeah, and, and Jamarcus Russell still did do the things that mm-hmm. led to him becoming overweight and also wasn't he the same guy that where the coaches handed him a playbook Yep, and it was blank or something like that and then they 
he gave it, he gave it back and acted as if he had read it. So yeah, Jamarcus Russell had he played a part in his own downfall. Total me move in yeah. uh, in a, in college. Uh, Tom is in Jensen Beach. Tom's on Ken Levick alive. Hey Tom. Hey, how you doing? Can you hear Good. me? Okay. I hear you perfect. Yeah, you know, the one thing that came to my mind was uh, Cam Newton with the Patriots early on. I thought nice. that, that was yeah. going to be yeah. really hard to. Uh, defend against but it just didn't work out I completely agree I totally agree I thought that it was going to be an outstanding jumping off point from Brady it was going to bring a new element this guy was inspired chip on shoulder he wanted to prove something after coming out of Carolina and you're right it just didn't work and I'll say this and appreciate the call that was the first indication that we got that maybe just maybe Bill Belichick isn't the -the over-the-top universal genius that we just assumed he was because of what he did with Brady because Cam, that failed, and Mac Jones last year, he has been given all the excuses in the world, and it was the most underwhelming Pro Bowl season anybody's ever had, Mm. and now the excuses are piling even higher. They're like Himalaya level now for Mac Jones. I think the Patriots are going to be in a world of hurt on offense. It's, It's interesting because it's happening at the same time here. Uh, well, in similar timelines at least, but you think about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and after their departure, what's happened to Bill Belichick and his franchise, you think about Greg Popovich and the Spurs, and after Tim Duncan's departure, what's kind of happened to his franchise, and you start to realize maybe the superstar you know, cornerstone sure. had a lot to do with the success This is well. where, though, this is where I'll argue that and think it's different from the Patriots because Greg Popovich won championships playing two completely different styles of basketball. Yeah, well, well, the Patriots did too. Yeah, I think you the could Patriots argue did too. That the Patriots early did. on versus later when they relied a well, little bit more they, on Tom Brady. They the game, clock management they era. Game managed their way the first couple of years with Brady, but the 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 philosophies were the same. Like the philosophies were the same. They just put some pieces around Brady, and they did go hardcore developing slot receivers that would help. I'll give you that. But as far as Greg Popovich is concerned, you went from possession basketball. Uh, emphasis on the bigs, everything yeah. going through the interior to this European style of basketball that it took over late in Tim Duncan's career, so much so where he wasn't a, a massively key component of uh, that late championship team especially, but relying on the European influence, that probably that took a lot of bravery on Greg yeah. Popovich's well, part. Well, it didn't just take bravery. It, he had to adapt because if that – that wouldn't have worked in 2015. True, it like, wasn't so. following where basketball was headed. Yes. But then he just completely raced past everybody in the ability of those players and how they uh, were able to move the ball and dominate the perimeter, but still incorporate the. I mean, but he maxed it out. But then again, I mean, again, again, once Kawhi Leonard left, and then yeah, Popovich that didn't was, help. Yeah. So and then also look at Demar Derozan. He looked way better in a Bulls uniform than he did in a Spurs uniform. Let's see what happens with Dejounte Murray. Like. I'm not saying well, I think the first are, days are done. Exactly, and I'm saying the same parallel might be happening with the New England Patriots. God, I hope so. If you look at the way they've been drafting, I mean, I'm praying the free agency they had last year and how that strapped them in the salary cap uh, right now. It's so beautiful. Do you know that their weapons are like the highest paid in the league? Uh, but you can't name one of those dudes that you, me, who, who would start on the Darf, it, Dolphins. It makes me so hot. Yeah. I love the thinking about the demise of the Patriots. The Patriots' demise is like here, oh, and it's oh, real. God, it and good. I think you bring up a good point, Cam, talking about <laughs> how Cam, Cam Newton was glowing. the first clue to us that you know Bill Belichick might not have it because even like traditional media and, and old school X's and O's guys gave it a chance. They're like, you know, okay, Bill knows what he's doing. 
Like, there are a lot of different things he can do with Cam Newton. I'm excited to see this. And they did none of those. And they did none of those. <laughs> so it was like, oh, okay, noted. Game one. Noted. Game one was great. Game one was phenomenal. Yeah, he beat the Dolphins. Yeah. Oh, that was the, that was that the Dolphins? That was the Dolphins. Primetime, right? Yeah. No, it was, it was in the afternoon. It was a 1 o'clock game. I'm thinking of uh, one of the rainy games. Earlier in the season, though, they went head-to-head on, on a primetime game, and Cam looked good. I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't remember who the opponent was. I do remember Cam Newton went ham game one, and then it all fell off. Because he also was kind of like he gets banged up as the season goes along because of the way he plays. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Leo in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo? Hey, guys. I got another one besides the Brady Quinn one. Okay. I literally was watching... But I literally was watching my TV, and as they were announcing the pick, I go, the Dolphins select Brady Quinn, and they say Ted Ginn, and I'm just floored because uh, I'm a, I was a Notre Dame fan before I went to UCF, and I really thought, I, I really thought Brady Quinn in, in the Dolphins system would take off, and then he went to the Browns, and, and the rest is history. But Dante Culpepper. I called. I remember calling into Evan's show in uh-huh. like 2004 when when the Dolphins got Dante Culpepper, and I was like, "Thank God, this is the first co- real quarterback we got since Marino, hey. and I can't wait for Dante Culpepper to show up and show out. He killed it on the Vikings, and now he's going to kill it on the Dolphins. And by the end of that year, I was cutting up that number eight jersey that I had to change it into a Halloween costume yeah. and basically use the eight as a bandit mask because yeah. it was worthless after that. Yeah, And then uh, like 16 months later, Drew Brees is in the NFC title game mm. <laughs> with the Saints against mm-hmm. the Bears. Yeah, Bro- not, not uh, that's that is definitely a good one, Leo. Uh, Mike tweets in dipping dots at games <laughs> is something what? that didn't take off in sports. Now, I will say. You would think in 2022, Dippin' Dots would be the premier dessert at sporting events. It's easy to transport. It's easy to eat. It keeps well. Um, but it is not the dominant dessert at games. That's a great point. It's a good one, but I will say that dom- <laughs> Dippin' Dots does dominate where I do work at Hard Rock Stadium. So we, yeah. do, we do have one in our location, in our club area, and the line wiggles around for like 40 yards. I've got to say, the most satisfying thing about Dippin' Dots is letting it melt mm-hmm. on your tongue. Yeah, yeah, for that's, sure. That's the part. That's the, like, I think the if purpose. Di- if Dippin' Dots had an like, ice cream truck, it, I think it would be a hit. Yeah. A di- why aren't there Dippin' Dots trucks? And the good thing about Dippin' <laughs> Dots do it. is that like, I don't think there's a flavor that's inherently bad. Even if they, even if they, because sometimes the Dippin' Dots flavor you want runs out, so you have to settle for something. But even that's a satisfying experience because yeah. you have the little tiny frozen pieces on your tongue and they melt and it's it's delicious. Yeah, I think bottom and tier, <laughs> absolutely. I think bottom tier Dippin' Dots is probably banana, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's still it, not what, even bad. Banana's bottom tier anything for sure. Whether it is whether it's ice cream, whether it's runts, nobody likes to oh, have a yeah. banana runt. Nobody likes the artificial banana flavor. Laffy taffy, laffy taffy <laughs> trash. <laughs> Total trash bag stuff. But yeah. you know what? With Dippin' Dots, at least it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. What is the worst artificial flavor, and why is it banana? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. There is no artificial flavor that is worse than banana. Lime? All right. Cherry? Usually pretty okay. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it goes a little like cough medicine flavor, but for the most part, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, lemon? Good. Excellent. Banana? Terrible. Bananas, totally you, agree. You're right about that, but nothing, even like artificial banana t- like treats are terrible. Mm-hmm. Like the ones that are like in packaging, like yeah. from like uh, what they're, are those companies? Dale, or, I don't know what they're I don't called. Know. There's no good ones though. Yeah, it's terrible. It's awful. Hostess, I think is. Yeah, <laughs> they have like a banana snack. I've had it one time and it was oh, terrible. Oh yeah, 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 nobody likes that stuff. Yeah. 
Nobody likes that stuff. Bananas are good on like a peanut butter sandwich or, or just a cereal or just your banana. But <laughs> let's stop making sweets with bananas. Maybe banana pudding is okay if you're in the mood, but it needs to have a really solid ratio of Nilla wafers yes. to banana. Yeah. Okay? Because if you're too heavy on the banana, you know what that ends up being? Trash. Yeah. Or, or strawberry banana smoothies can be good. Smoothies. Oh, yeah, bananas and smoothies, smoothies are great. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. But yeah. you know what actually sucks are banana split. Why? Mm. Why do I need two old big fat bananas in my banana split? It's true. I've never had a banana split. Yeah, I disagree. They're good. They're tasty. You know what's actually not bad? Uh, Chocolate covered frozen bananas. Oh, they're great. Really? I've eating never them feels had a little that. sketchy, but yeah. they are delicious. <laughs> no, they are good. Feel yeah. like Kim Kardashian eating them. I, so what I would say is, <laughs> what I would say is this. Moving on. Oh, I've never horrible. had that, but it, it reminded me of a caramelized apple <laughs> and. And that's a fruit I can no, get into. No, frozen bananas and caramelized apples are not even close to the same thing. But I'm thinking thing. about covered fruits. Oh, and yeah, I'm also trying to move off the Kardashian yeah, comment. Chocolate-covered strawberries, excellent. Um, yes, yes, yes. We are pro-chocolate-covered bananas on this yeah, show. Yeah, we are. Frozen. What in your mind was a short thing in sports that failed to take off? 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Rage. I I mean, Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Baker Mayfield talking trash. We'll get to that in a moment. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Ken Levick alive. I am that guy. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights, who tomorrow turns the ripe old age of 24 mm. years old uh, as uh, his, his youth starts to leave him. Yeah, almost halfway to 50, I guess is the quote I can start using. Sure. That's that's <laughs> in, that's a very interesting way to put it. So. Almost what halfway are you talking to about? Just, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it means yeah. nothing else besides that. Twenty four means nothing. Or how about I'm still in my early twenties? You should frame it like that. No, yeah. I mean, I, that's standard. Twenty four. St- standard practice. You could say Kobe year. No, you know what? See, no, I'm not going to do that. Why not? Because it's basic Becky stuff. Yeah, it's right kind of basic. Really? I agree with Stone on basic that. Becky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Jeff Gordon years? Wasn't he like twenty four? Well, that was really well done, <laughs> Jeff Gordon on Sports <laughs> Oh, oh, nice! I got it right. Yeah, Jeff did. Gordon and Chase Elliott I'm talking like with that. renowned NASCAR voice yeah. Sage Ooh. Steele on Ooh. SportsCenter right now. Kurt Busch, 17, right? I don't know. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. at 88. What's yeah. up? Oh, I thought we were going to do like age references. No, no, I'm doing numbers. the numbers. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. So tomorrow, or everybody, you know, tomorrow, you know, look out for Stone Lebanon's Instagram. I'm going with Jeff Gordon year. Jeff Gordon on, on year. On my, my birthday post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that's pretty funny, actually. I like that. Uh, so, so Baker Mayfield... He's he's talking, 
And we know that he has his, his calendar circled. You know what he's going to be up for. We discussed it last week. Baker Mayfield, as soon as he was named QB1 for the Panthers, they have the Browns week one because, again, the NFL never misses. The NFL never, ever, ever mm-hmm. misses in the court of drama. And uh, so he's going to go up against the former team that he had the very public, all on his end, falling out with. And mm-hmm. uh, so the NFL has the Around the NFL podcast. This is an NFL Network podcast. And on it this week was a, uh, what's her, Freeland, Courtney Freeland is her name, I believe. Sure, or Cynthia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Cynthia Freeland. Yes. And she uh, she handles advanced statistics for the NFL and then writes for NFL.com. So Cynthia Freeland was discussing an interaction that she had with Baker Mayfield after the preseason game in which he played very well against the Bills in their finale. This is Cynthia Freeland recounting that encounter with Baker Mayfield on the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, You ran into Baker Mayfield, the former Browns quarterback, Uh um, recently, and I (laughs) was hoping you could share an exchange that you had. It was after the field, or on the field, after the game against the Bills, this preseason game three, and I walked up to him like, I'm so excited to see you. Like, go, you know, I was like, kick some butt. I didn't say that word, but you know. (laughs) She said ass. No, (laughs) go kick some butt, especially week one. I like cannot wait. And he uses some expletives and I was like, I just hope you're like, he's like, I'm going to bleep them up. Ooh, like, that's being the Cleveland Browns, that, the week yeah, one opponent that's of the our week one Carolina opponent. Panthers. Depending on who's listening to this, and it's not four people, like that could be a headline uh, across the nation tomorrow because he's not said that publicly the same way. I'm going to f*** them up. Is that what his quote was? Was that what the quote was? <laughs> I don't say curse words on air. I don't want to get but Was that the quote? <laughs> yes. You can confirm it. No, uh, yes. I mean, he, I, I don't All like right. those. I, I swear. That, don't. But, <laughs> Q. So... She's so bashful. Uh, she's so bashful. I think she also realized after the fact, oh, crap, up. this is actually going to go viral. And this, yeah. and sure enough, mm-hmm. all over my Twitter timeline this morning, Baker Mayfield, quote, I'm going to bleep them up when discussing the Browns. So, yes, yes, it was news, as her co-host said. And, again, that the Around the NFL podcast. Um, but it also is true he has not said anything like that as forcefully about his impending matchup with the Browns. And so what I'm curious about is this is this is obviously Cocky Baker, yeah. okay? Because Cocky Baker, there's no such thing as sarcastic Baker Mayfield. It's all feelings, wearing them in public, mm. being cocky, being confident Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, obviously it's a moment on the field and it's sort of a little just harmless back and forth between the two. But, like, Baker Mayfield – Publicly, his first his first I- I- intuition there is to go. Yeah, I'm going to bleep him up. I'm like that's not helping him. Yeah. He can never he can never help himself. Baker Mayfield can never ever ever help himself. Was, Talk all the trash you want when you when you you beat him. Yeah, you're going against Jacoby Brissett. No offense, we love Jacoby Dwyer product, but he should win that quarterback duel in Week One. Okay. Yeah. You can talk after it, but he's not helping himself, and this is Baker's problem and why it's hard to back him because he doesn't know when to say when. Well, here here's the problem, man, and and for me, uh, for for Baker Mayfield here, he 
that was like the absolute wrong way to do it. And there's a reason why he hasn't been publicly saying he's going to go after the Browns is because if there's one strength the Browns do have right now, it's that damn defense. It's getting on him, yeah. And and it's not just the fact that that defense is good because any defense, I mean, any quarterback wouldn't necessarily pick the Browns as a defense to go up against. But how about a defense that knows you in and out like those Cleveland Browns do? Mm-hmm. How about a guy like Miles Garrett? You think Miles Garrett knows how to get to Baker yeah. Mayfield, <laughs> yeah. both physically and mentally? Yeah, yeah. probably. He's going to terrorize yeah. Baker Mayfield. How about the corners who have been probably intercepting him left and right for the past four years? Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward. Like That defensive backfield is not one to play with. Um, Jeremiah, I never know how to say his last name right, so I won't go for it, but the speedy pass coverage linebacker they have there, like, these are guys that know you, the defensive coordinator there, the head coaches there, the front office, everybody in the Browns organization knows you in and out, and you're a mediocre quarterback, not necessarily the message you want to send out ahead of that game. we know, we know that the, the public voice, the PR machine for Baker Mayfield goes through Mm. This dude we're looking at right here yeah, in yeah. the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studio. So, um, Stone Lebanowitz, your thoughts on on Baker Mayfield? <laughs> I'm gonna bleep him up because I cannot wait for this. I'm just gonna kick my feet up. I mean, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> I knew this. This is normal behavior. Yeah. Mike McDaniel said it yesterday. To Joe Schmo in the locker room. Don't Dan bring Campbell. my coach into this. Dan Campbell said it to his offensive line coach. Let's go out. These guys are weak week one. Let's F them up. I mean, it's so simple. Did they say it to an NFL network employee? <laughs> but Baker doesn't think he's doing that to that. She started to say, hey, I want you to go kick their ass. She admitted she said that. And he's like, I got you. Wait, I'm going to go F them up. Is is Stone blaming this on Cynthia Freeland? No, it's how it would go in a conversation with me. If I was ready to go into battle with somebody or just came fresh out of a battle, which, you know, he was padded up, but he played in that game. And they were like, hey, you played really well tonight. You look good. Go kick their ass week one. He's like, you betcha. I'm going to go F them up. That's normal stuff. That's one, two, three, like ABC stuff for us to be talking about it. Like it's crazy. Like it's Baker Mayfield's fault. Kirk Cousins said it last week, but we don't talk about it. What did he say? I didn't even catch it. He didn't say anything. I don't know, but I'm I'm assuming. Oh, you're saying there's not a hot mic on. I'm not. There's no if. Of course, he says stuff like this. They all say things. I don't know how you could hear Kirk Cousins through his plexiglass (laughs) box in the quarterback room. But but this is normal behavior. I love to hear it. I don't think it's cocky, Baker. I think it's a normal. Alpha male phrase to use. Right? These guys in the NFL are the best at what they do. Him saying that he's going to F the team up okay. that screwed him over. Golf clap. I don't think anything else of it. It's That's normal cute. stuff. Well, That's he cute. didn't get screwed over. He probably could have played better. But yeah. um, we'll, we'll mean, let bygones be bygones. <laughs> well, I, we will. Him over. Yeah. We will let bygones be bygones. There's an argument that absolutely he got screwed over. And wow. it all started with them. You know what? But, 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 but here's my point. You're Baker Mayfield, and you're already sort of at a career crossroads. Right, and you have a a massive matchup, a message. I need to send a message, a a massive. I can't have any distractions leading into this moment. It's not a distraction. The last thing you need to be doing is going. I'm going to bleep them up to someone you know is media on the field. Save that for afterwards. He's going to save it for. Why well, couldn't he have given a Bart Scott? Can't wait. Yeah, anything. I think I think it's the same exact no, thing. No, it's not. I'm going. Yeah, to, can't wait. It's the same as throwing the F word out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, You're it right. is. Because ready? Can't wait. 
to f them up. It's the same thing. But it's, he didn't it's, say no, it. you, but he didn't say that, and you literally just added those words after you <laughs> <way>. <laughs> Because that's how it would go typically like, in a sentence. No, can't no, wait. When I to hear f them up. I, when I hear can't wait, I don't automatically <laughs> I do. go to uh, to bleep them up. Yeah, like, you're, you're just adding words. Hey, and, and, hey kids, do you want to go to Disney World? Can't wait <laughs> to, to go to, to bleep them up. up. <laughs> what? Yeah, can't wait to hey, ride those rides. Hey, do you want to see the new Marvel movie? Ah, can't wait to bleep up some popcorn. Yeah, I think that's. That's normal. I think that's the phrase that's that follows. That's normal if you're on steroids. It's a normal yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you have a behavioral disorder or yeah. you're on steroids or possibly meth. It, it is for guys who are literally gladiators in the 21st century. This would, is just normal stuff. I wouldn't ba- consider Baker Mayfield Oh, you gladiator. wouldn't consider the one going out there no. with a separated shoulder? Baker, Baker Mayfield, 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 Mayfield? Could you imagine him as a gladiator at the Coliseum Why? with his shoulder all oh. taped up and he's got braces all they over the place? They don't want the, me anymore. Yeah, the, li- the lion, the yeah. lion would absolutely eat his heart in four seconds. He would be dead. He'd be like, oh, my shoulder. I need to write a, a, a notes message to say farewell to my fans. Ah, we're, we're talking about a guy who went out there with a severed shoulder, severed collarbone, going to toe-to-toe. Uh, with, do you know what severed means? I, 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 well, I don't know exactly what the injury was, but I know he could it barely... It wasn't severed. I, I, know, I know he could barely move his <laughs> non he had no arm. So he's going, you just said that he didn't have an arm. He's, <laughs> he's, he's enabled to use his non-throwing shoulder, and he's going toe-to-toe with 300-pound guys that are trying to kill him, and he's winning football games in the most important position on the field. That's gladiator stuff right there. Come on. But he wasn't. But he wasn't winning. But he did. And that's why he's wasn't. That's what he did. It's what he did. No, he didn't get out of Cleveland because his circumstances fell into what they fell into. It's just stuff that happens all the time. Like Jimmy, you think Jimmy, oh, like Jimmy G winning. <laughs> winning got him. Winning games in San Francisco got Jimmy G shipped off. Right. I mean, it's, it's, he's not shipped off, I, though. He signed I mean, a one-year of contract. Of course, I'm, but uh, as a month ago or a week ago or a day yeah. ago, we would have been saying this guy got shipped off for what? Winning games. Because so they it's drafted a quarterback in the first round. They won in spite of Jimmy G. And for, Deshaun, and for the Browns, they found a way to grab a top-five talent in our generation in Deshaun Watson. It's just all circumstantial. The Browns we'll didn't extend Baker Mayfield. We'll that was the first sign we knew that they knew he was yeah. not that we'll guy. See, we'll see but, week one. I'm riding with this cat, and so I think you, it's normal behavior. This is why I'm so glad. I uh, see. I'm glad that I gave up that that uh, yeah. I, I released myself from the shackles of Carolina Panthers fans. <laughs> because look how look how his Keep Baker pounding. sunglasses, <laughs> his Baker sunglasses are blinding him Ugh. from reality. That's tough, man. I just this isn't even newsworthy stuff. Baker there are much, much more things that that should not be aired out that are said every day in these locker rooms, and okay. you guys do know that. And they're so not said to NFL Network employees. Yes, they That's are. That's what I'm saying. Yes, they are. They, it would be said to guys like you. You were media for the Miami Dolphins. I'm sure you heard some crazy things from those guys, but you keep it in wraps because that's either your boy or you just know there's a code. She didn't follow the code, there's and you no did mention. code. What she, code? Do you think I had a code with Joey Porter? No. The, the code is that you realize that she slipped up. Cynthia Freeland realized, uh-oh. Like, oh, I broke code. Then maybe and she's she got not weird. about that life. She, she, right. I'd be about that life. Don't put me in Cynthia Freeland's category. I, I'd be about that life. Ex- I report news, bro. Exactly. And how is Baker not to know that he thought she was about that life? She said, go kick their ass. He's like, oh, she's about that life. Yeah, you're right, girl. I'm going to go F them up. I will say, I bet Baker is probably a little bit annoyed with Cynthia Freeland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. He is. Probably a little he, annoyed. He did not want that out, again, because of the fact that but he's he can't not, help himself. Yeah. He's like unhinged yeah. when he gets to that point. <laughs> yeah. He like totally and loses himself. Which is why I could not root for the dude. I just can't. Because he's also not good enough to be like that. That's the thing is I don't think he's good enough to yeah. be like that. You're right. Like even if you win the game, you're not going to F them up. The team might F them up. But you're, he, like when's the last time he's been the reason why a team won a football game? 
when they went 11 and 5 and yeah, the first in a year the where playoffs? no fans were allowed in stadiums. Okay, so the same year that the Miami Heat so went to the, the to the title game or the NBA championship. That's great. That's great. Where there were no fans, right when the Heat oh, cool. went to the and finals. Oh, cool. Then they went back to the game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals when fans they, were back. Yeah, the problem they not, pooped all over themselves <laughs> just the color of their uniforms. <laughs> we were just talking about no fans. All right. Well, your Miami Heat went to the finals because there were no fans. It wasn't because it's of apples and oranges. The, the Heat just was one shot away from the finals with fans. Though. So they repeated the behavior that was shown in the environment. In the, in the, right. in the they Browns the did not. Yeah, they did not. They did the opposite. And you say apples and oranges. Speaking of fruit, because we talked about how bananas <laughs> suck as a topping, uh, my mom weighed in. Pineapple toppings are gross. One of the toppings you can get out of banana split, no go. Wow. You She's right. Pineapples on a banana split. Pine- yeah, why would you do that? It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's bruised, just so it's, stupid. It's yeah. just so stupid. But yeah, pineapples yeah. in a smoothie, oh. The least you'll say. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. great. But and, good and, call by Joyce. Why in God's name would you get any pineapple topping out of banana yeah. split? And, and this is, uh, this is I'm going to say something that's going to take us off into another and then we get to break, but pineapple on pizza is totally warranted. It's good stuff. Why am I not surprised? You know what I mean? But we got to go to break, so we don't have time to talk about it, I don't it, have guys. to take I'm like on the fence. I don't have any desire to fight Stone anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to let him take the entire second hour no! at this point. Yeah. The Stone Lebanowitz bad take hour here on ESPN 106.3. I'm just trying to defend my boy. Have you seen Drew Locke lately? <laughs> on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Preach about Drew Locke to us, please. He's uh, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. He's Stone Lebanowitz. He likes pineapple on pizza. And Baker Mayfield. Mm. Jesus, what a terrible combination. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.